Saturday Night Tapes with Laurie Roggenkamp, Joe Batanz, and the Not Ready for Prime Time Band. Today we're talking about today's SNL host, RuPaul. Ladies and gentlemen, Laurie Roggenkamp! Hello. <laughs> anyway, hi everyone, this is Joe and this is Laurie. Hi. Strangely, genders reverse names of the big love interest in Little Women. It was really uncomfortable. I was watching Little Women. It was kind of uncomfortable because the boy's name is Lori and the girl's name is Joe. No, seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think? Do you think that that woman who wrote that, that anonymous woman, who's probably a man, who wrote that uh, anonymous op-ed, mm-hmm. um, do you think she was right? Do you think that it was it was bad? I think it's boring. Really? The second half is better than the first half, but it's it's pretty boring. What's funny is I was reading about it afterwards. We don't have that much time to talk about this, but I was reading about it afterwards. And I will say, now that I know more about how the movie was made and stuff like that, I have a lot more admiration for what Greta Gerwig did. How is it made? Well, just what she... Well, let's talk about this off the air, Laura. We have limited time here. So oh, everyone, okay. RuPaul is hosting SNL today. Uh-huh. And we're only like 12 minutes away from airtime for the live, actual Saturday Night Live uh, airing on NBC. And so Laurie and I are going to watch it and give our thoughts afterwards. But before, Laurie had a great idea about you think we should predict what's going to happen on the show. Yes. I think I think we should predict some bits mm-hmm. that are some sketches that are going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, opening... Uh, opening uh, sketch, like opening monologue, I think she is going to, um, I think it's going to be a lot of dudes coming out in drag. Or I think oh, it's really? she's going to be like zhuzhing up the, the, the set of the, of, oh, of, of I, think, I think it's going to be one of these things where they always do. It's like one of their, it's that old chestnut that they do. <laughs> <laughs> on SNL, where, she, where she's like, "All right, well, thank you, everyone, for being here." And it's just like, um, "Rue, Rue, oh, uh, yes, I wasn't expecting questions from the audience." And then it's like, "Oh, look, it's uh, Keenan Thompson," and everyone's like yes. applauding. He goes, uh, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rue." Uh, am I doing this right? And then he like does some sort of drag queen snap or move, and she goes. Well, no, actually to do – and then they have to do a thing where then she has to walk through the hallways and then bump into the cast members where she's like – you know, like Cecily Strong comes out in like um, – in uh, – what's it called? Um, like uh, the drag king or something. It's going to be something having to do with drag. She's going to yeah. be – yeah. Um, it could be that or it could be something like um, – you know, I'm not just known for RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm known also for AJ and the Queen or some, mm-hmm. you know, I think she's going to be on there trying to promote AJ and the Queen more than anything. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, then... Uh, uh, there's going to be some it, sort of game show sketch. Well, I also... Here's what I was going to say is I think that either it's going to be in the open, opening monologue. There was a bit that they did several years ago 
that I think they're going to try and reproduce where it was all about all the, almost the guys mm-hmm. um, in the SNL cast. Mm-hmm. And they were pretending like they never watched RuPaul's Drag Race, but yeah. then come to find out that they had all watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be so one of the things is that they're going to show like Beck Bennett's going to be like, oh, I don't know who you are, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he it turns out he's like a huge yeah, RuPaul's like, Drag Race fan. Don't you think Sasha Valore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the episode Chris Pine hosted that episode. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, uh, I think the, they're going to do, I think they are going to do a, uh, camera, a, a non, a filmed one, but it's going to be RuPaul short. and Drag. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be, um, oh man. Here's a question for you. Justin Bieber is the musical guest. He's not the host because I think I heard notoriously he was a horrible host, but does Justin Bieber show up in a sketch? Um, hmm. I could see that. I could see him showing up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see I could see RuPaul and Justin Bieber doing something together because you know that's a comedy duo waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see uh RuPaul. I could see RuPaul doing like some sort of celebrity thing in the in the th- like um a game show where she or he is a, like a he him and Justin Bieber have to do some kind of game show together. Oh, I feel like he's RuPaul's going to be a guest on a game show and it's going to be like what's that straight word and she doesn't know any of the straight words or I don't know yeah. that, I don't know if that's a sketch but um well they had that one time where they had it where it was like they had a um black all the black actors on, and then they had it where it was, is this Dylan McDermott or Dermot Maroney? Oh, okay. And then they could never figure out who it was. And they Uh, even had Dermot Maroney come on and say it was Dylan McDermott, which is really funny. Does RuPaul do a desk bit? Um, I think maybe she could do a walk-on. I'm wondering uh, if they will do some sort of quick drag because, you know, there's always a musical number before the desk bit, right? So there's a good 20 minutes of, like, break, musical number, the break, then they do the actual headlines. There's, like, a good 15, 20 minutes where maybe she could get in some sort of quick drag. Well, here's my bit. question. Yeah, Here's the thing I have is that there are some guests, and, and this has been happening later and later, there are some guests that I feel like fall off once – the once weekend update happens mm-hmm. like there are some guests that i feel like are just like i'm good like because you know it, it's notorious that after weekend update that's when the weirder sketches are played yeah, you know that's that sort that's, of like the avant-garde what, sketches that's where beck bennett and kyle mooney really shine yeah but that's where they'll become uh, like rupaul's the waiter at a restaurant like he doesn't have yeah. much of a yeah so um do you but but i mean there have been there have been guests where they have not been involved I mean, literally have not been involved since after Weekend Update. Do you think, how many sketches do you think that the um, RuPaul will be involved in? Do you think she'll, and do you think she'll play, another thing is, do you think she will play the straight man or do you think she will play the comic relief? If they're smart, they have her play the straight man because she's not personally very funny. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. And she doesn't like to look stupid. So I, I think. I don't know. It's very, very. She's horrible. I'm, I'm predicting train wreck. I think it could be funny mm-hmm. if they have it, because I think it could be funny if they have her in short spurts. 
Let me so, see if anyone went to the dress rehearsal and they've tweeted about it. Let me. See. I think there will definitely be a scene where she plays a high school student. Oh, or he do? plays a high school student. Or a teacher or something. But it's going to be in a high school. Okay. Um, uh, there's going to be a lot of like... Because she's very into stereotypes. So I think there's going to be a lot of stereotype play. Uh, like a jail or something. You know. There's no one who's reported on the dress rehearsal tonight. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it could be good. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, Any other things before we go? No. Okay, so why don't we take a break right here? Well, you guys are going to hear no perception in time. But when we come back, Lori and I will have seen the entire episode and we'll be able to report. I'm going to take notes on each sketch. I'll see what the sketch is. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, bye. Bye. All right, we are back and you... um, Now, what's been like nothing, no time for you has been about two hours for us. We've watched the episode... Lori got wet over Justin Bieber, and I we had that conversation beforehand, but I'm dying to know. I'm very curious. L.A. comedy and improv sketch legend. Lori Roggenkamp is here to critique SNL uh, with, <laughs> with special guest co-host RuPaul and musical guest Justin Bieber. Lori, I'm dying to know your thoughts. Give Now, by the way, Lori was doing something passive-aggressive earlier, and she just went, it was fine. I want to know your thoughts, Lori. On your overall thoughts, I mean, we will get in the weeds about each sketch, but what were your thoughts overall about this episode? It was that passive aggressive. I literally I said that I thought, look, I think in the grand scheme of things, was it the best episode of SNL no. ever? No. But in the pantheon of SNL from bad to worse sketches or uh, um, hosts, I think it was a B. And I think he did a, a good job. I think that he, um, you know, there are things about the show that I, I wish would have done differently. But, yeah, I think that an adequate job. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? It, it, everyone should know, Lori and I recorded a version of this before I had a meltdown. Uh, and, and when you, Lori was basically saying the same things, because let me get, I remember the, the bullet points here, Lori. You said there was no sketch where you thought it was, like, an absolutely hilarious sketch, but... That uh, RuPaul, you know, it was basically a B, correct? Yes. Okay. And I, I actually completely agree down the line with you. Um, there was only one sketch that I thought was truly awful. Uh, but uh, other than that, I thought it was, I agree with you. I think it's a B. And, and look, I, I, I admit, I had a very low bar set for RuPaul. Okay. Yeah. And 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 uh, what were, what about you? What were you thinking before you went into this? I actually thought I I think my expectations were met. I didn't think he. Mm-hmm. I here's the thing. I thought maybe there was a chance that he was going to do something like wild and crazy, like a a David S. Pumpkins or uh-huh. some, something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that for the most part, I thought I think he'll do well. I think you know. Uh, SNL, I feel like, is a very sort uh, in in certain ways is an archaic uh, medium, and they play upon a lot of stereotypes and a lot of like differences of of cultures and stuff. And I feel like RuPaul, that's sort of like RuPaul's wheelhouse. RuPaul loves stereotypes, loves talking about the differences in in cultures, 
And that was a lot of the sketches. And so I feel like yeah. that that's why it worked. You know what was sort of surprising to me? Because I did, you know, I took notes. No, I didn't take, it's funny, we were talking about this in an earlier conversation. I didn't take notes like about, oh, this is what I thought of this sketch. They were really just basic, this is the structure of the show kind of notes. Yeah. And I would, I'd be very curious to know about another episode, but there were only, and I'm not counting digital shorts here, for live sketches, there was only, there were only five. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you counting the opening, the opening monologue wouldn't count, right? No, no, no. Oh, wait, well, okay, actually six with the opening sketch, with the New Hampshire debate. But I'm talking about sketches with RuPaul in it, uh, only five. There was, I, I, I gave him these names, these aren't the official names. There's charades. Uh, there's uh, work dinner, designing women parody. Uh huh. There was the Sandy. Oh, reading at the Sunday at San Diego Public Library. There was um, thirsty cops, and then old New York show with Madge and Dickie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Six. Yeah, including I mean, well, five that RuPaul were in. Yeah, but it's including the not including live. Yeah, seven total. Seven total with the digital shorts. Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't in the she wasn't in Boop It. No, she wasn't. She was in the Chad one, which she was in uh, Chad. Yeah, that's what we it's can called. get to. We can talk about in in depth later. But that was my favorite one. Yeah, it, it was a very good one. You know what I? You know, let's let's. So let me give my rundown first of all. But it's very similar to yours. I had very low expectations for this episode. And I'm telling you, I'm I was pleasantly surprised that those expectations were surpassed. I think when you're not a comedian, when you're not a comedic actor, a sketch actor, the bar is set pretty low. You just have to not embarrass yourself. And I think she rose above the challenge with some of the challenges being, uh, with some of the sketches being actually bordering on funny. You know what I'd like you to talk about, Lori? Because everyone should know, like I said, Lori and I recorded about three different versions of this. By the way, the other two or three uh, always ended with me in a tantrum. Everyone should know. Yes. In the interest of full disclosure, every single one ended with me having a tan. It was like Groundhog Day. I feel like I did a five minute monologue and then you had a two minute tantrum meltdown. So yeah. it worked out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I remember one of the things you were talking about that I thought was really, really interesting was about. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I'll come back to it. So let's go through sketch by sketch. Do we need to even talk about the opening New Hampshire debate sketch? Oh, I know what it was. Um, I was gonna no, that wasn't why I was to shoot the chat one. Okay, opening sketch, the New Hampshire debate. It doesn't have RuPaul in it, but do you want to give your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, you know, it was a cold open. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, it. It was. It's like all cold opens. It went a little too long, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it, it's a political one. I think it's funny to me that I feel like it's showing that SNL to me might be going down a little bit is that their political humor because they've been in the last like 10 years they've been known for their political humor and their political humor has not been very good so i feel like that's telling to me that Mm -hmm. that the times might not be good for them (laughs) yeah it was it was not very good at all and you had and you have some heavy hitters you have rachel dratch you have jason sudeikis you have um Larry David, I mean, they have, but yeah, the thing with the political sketch that I find is when they nail it, they nail it. But then yeah. when they miss, they, 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 it's a big swing and a miss. Do you, you know? think they had somebody for Tom Steyer and then that person bailed out? So they had to get Pete Davidson. So I can't imagine that they thought Pete Davidson first off. It's so funny that you say that because I'm going to bring that up with Chad and with thirsty cops. 
I'm wondering, is that your text message or mine? That's yeah, yours. sorry, my, t- um, I think is um I kind of think for at least Chad they wanted Bieber to do Chad, and either he said no or who knows what happened because that was such a weird choice. Maybe or maybe it was supposed to be Pete Davidson. Well, I gotta correct you on that just because um I know a little bit more. Oh, you do. I've seen it. This is a recurring character that Pete Davidson does. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I don't watch SNL really. Yeah, this is a recurring. This is a recurring character. He's had it's video sketches where essentially like it's either that women are are coming on to him in such elaborate ways or John Mulaney did a really funny one where he was like trying to kill him okay. and it just ended. It just didn't work out. Oh, so this so. is a recurring uh, period. Okay. What, what about thirsty cops? Like weird. Cause they don't really use Pete Davidson for sketches that much. And yet here he was again in a, another sketch. Um, Thirsty Cops, I feel like they've done something with cops before where they're hitting on somebody, but I don't know if that was Thirsty Cops. Mm-hmm. It could have been. Um, but, I th- oh, you know, I think they maybe did it, and it was with that Ego and um, uh, Leslie Jones. Okay, so this is another recurring sketch. I think it is. I'm oh, not okay. 100% sure, but yeah. But I think, because I, I remember thinking that it was similar to All something right. we had seen. So now let's, for, so let's go back to the beginning. Now let's talk about RuPaul's monologue came out it actually wasn't a particularly funny monologue i don't mean that it, it was it, it wasn't even attempting to be funny i thought it was actually i actually kind of liked it mm-hmm. a little bit yeah i thought um i thought that it kind of it int- but here's the thing i liked it but then i also think that again and this is something i brought up in the the begin the um version of this podcast that will dare not speak its name um, <laughs> uh, is that i feel like this was like i feel like this was like a there was like a dichotomy where it was like a weird thing where it was like rupaul was introducing herself and gay culture mm-hmm. to an audience oh yeah yeah actually this is what i wanted to address okay thank you so much go ahead remember i said i don't remember what you said this is what it was go ahead oh this is it okay yeah. mm-hmm. um so i thought i thought it was a little like some of the sketches well most of the sketches i felt like were explaining like gay culture or explaining things to a straight audience and i mm-hmm. felt like it was it was a little like well there could have been a funnier way to do that sketch i feel like mm-hmm. and so and this one the monologue was one of them where i feel like it was a lot of explaining it, it was it's very much to me like when a comedian goes on stage and you don't know who they are and they're like let me tell you a little about myself mm-hmm. you know and they have to like introduce themselves mm-hmm. and i felt like i was like rupaul doesn't need to introduce herself well, I, but you're right but i'm wondering i think it was sort of a smart move because actually some of the sketches where you're talking about were played were done very well where it it spoke to a drag race audience but also spoke to a non-drag race audience you know um but it's so funny because i feel the show itself was schizophrenic because you're right the show in like the monologue and some of the sketches the show was over explaining itself but yet the commercials were for a gay audience I was going to ask that. I literally wrote a note. Have there ever been as many gay, uh, commercials for drag shows? For, for drag been. shows, for AIDS and HIV medications, for yeah. um, a bunch of different gay products. I don't remember what other gay or gay spokespeople. It was a very – the commercials The commercials were gayer than the show being hosted by RuPaul. 
Do you know who that drag queen was that that he pointed to who was in the who was in drag in the audience when he was like we're all in drag and then pointed to somebody in drag? Oh, it wasn't just an SNL character in drag. No, well, it might have been a person on the show or it might have been a worker, but it wasn't a it wasn't a person on the show. Well, if we only had a live audience, well, they'd probably give us an, an answer. I mean, whose fault is that, really? I I know exactly whose fault it is, and it's not Joe Batanz. <coughs> Excuse me. You're the one who said no. You didn't want a live audience. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that on the award-winning show. This Joe Batanz. Mm-hmm. Was that going to have a live audience? That will have a live audience. Yeah, my uh, precious, my precious exclusive tier, who's always kind to me and nice to me. Nobody was mean to you. Who was mean to you? Well, you were, no, no one you knows know. what you're talking about. Let's not revisit this. Oh my god. Okay. Um. All right. So. Uh, all right. So the monologue. Yeah. So my opinion, the monologue. Uh, it wasn't trying to be funny. So because it wasn't trying to be funny, it wasn't a fail. And I thought it was fine. Forgettable. One hundred percent forgettable. Right. But yeah, you're right. It wasn't it was, moving. You're right. But it, the job of it was to introduce to people who don't know who RuPaul is, who RuPaul yeah. is. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Sketch number one is one that I called charades. Uh, this I is, called that charades too. Huh? Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, this is one where it's a white family versus a black family playing charades. And uh, it's it, it, it's an old kind of sketch thing that you've seen where like – the other the 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 joke I don't know what you call them. There's the straight family and then the the jokey family. Yeah, and, and the jokey family gets from point A to point B in some weird, bizarre way, you know. And <laughs> um, that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, and I thought Ru- again. I thought RuPaul did a good job, but yeah. also RuPaul was not the. RuPaul was part of the crazy, but wasn't the main crazy. Yeah, version. but that was sort of the brilliant. Because everyone should know that people, if you don't know this, on SNL, the host, there's a big meeting, and um, the writers and actors on the show, the cast members, pitch their sketch ideas to the host, and the host gets to choose. That I don't know. Does Lauren Michael get to choose any too? But. The host gets to choose the sketches that he or she wants to do that week, and so. Good job choosing. He he did a lot of sketches where he wasn't by himself. He was part of an ensemble. No. Yeah. Which I think is a wise thing for someone who's not good at or does isn't not experienced at improv and sketch to do. And and Charades was a good example. I thought it was it had some moments that I actually chuckled. Yeah. Um and all in all a pretty good sketch. Like typical SNL had no ending. But no, uh, <laughs> well, typical SNL, it had like a very abrupt like oh i guess we're done with this ending. yeah 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 like yeah uh it was like and now we have your house and you're like and then the end come go to yeah go to the next thing you guys gonna get out yeah. and it was like what what when did that happen so yeah so what grade would you give sketch number one charades i thought it was a great out of the out of the gate sketch mm-hmm. i thought um i would give it i would give it an a i would give it an, an a i didn't for, give it an a minus but yeah I'm, I'm with you yeah it wasn't it didn't first uh, it wasn't a sketch that like I was like I'm gonna remember this sketch for the rest of my life, but mm-hmm. I thought that it was a good sketch. Yeah. Next one was the digital short that we're calling Chad. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you now. Now, thank you for schooling me and letting me know that Chad's a recurring character. I thought it was pretty good. They they realized they had to put RuPaul in drag. They realized it's an effort to put RuPaul in drag. It's not easy, and so uh, they did it as a digital short, which is pretty smart. 
And um, your thoughts on Chad, Lori? I loved it. I mean, I love the Chad stuff. I think his that's Pete Davidson to me. That's Pete Davidson's best work is the Chad the Chad character mm-hmm. and his weekend update stuff. His weekend update stuff is probably his best work. And then Chad is a close second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I loved it. I mm-hmm. thought it was um, really funny. I liked, I liked when he goes to kiss her, he goes, um, I'm a married man. He goes, you're a woman. You're a man. You're yeah. not a woman? You didn't know that. No, actually like, not a bad looking drag queen. Um, no, but I'm sure they had you know people who put him in drag, but uh, that was yeah not a bad digital sketch. He delivered what the audience wanted right away was to see RuPaul in drag. It was a, a good sketch. Great for great for the the digital short. Yeah, um, I would say probably a. I'm gonna go with a minus again. Sketch number two was I I called it a first. I called it work dinner. Uh, I'm putting in, in parentheses designing women because it was clearly a designing women homage. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on this sketch where he was where RuPaul's in drag, but not RuPaul drag, just like quick drag. Yeah, quick drag. Mm-hmm. I will say RuPaul to me. I feel like RuPaul, RuPaul and Cecily. First off, I feel like everybody did their best, mm-hmm. but this sketch made no goddamn sense. I don't understand what I like. I understand what the point of the sketch is, but it's almost like um, so. There's the when uh, um, uh, Larry David took over Seth like a couple weeks ago. Larry David and Seth uh, Myers did this whole thing, this whole bit where Larry David took over Seth Myers' show, like mm-hmm. the writers' room, mm-hmm. and he would go around and just kind of like nitpick everybody, mm-hmm. and it was sort of like. I was like, that's what they should have done. They should have had it been like a somebody like a Larry David or somebody come in and be like, what, what she got to pay for the wine? Why she got to, why she have to pay for the wine? You know, she didn't, you know, just cause you got to be somewhere, mm-hmm. and, you know, you split the check. So I think that should have been it. But this, des- this whole designing women thing. And then they like put this woman down and like say all these terrible things about her. And I think that they're, being like brave it was just a weird like and then also at the end they were like oh yeah they're temps and they're leaving tomorrow or something so it was like one of those things was like i didn't pay yeah they didn't pay well did they want to get out of paying like it just didn't make any so but what's funny though but then if you think if you think of the logic of the sketch it makes no sense if their whole thing was to get out of pain be be so they were doing this whole spiel Halfway through the sketch, A.D. Bryant's character says, I'm going to pay for the whole bill. So you'd think that they would be like, oh, okay, well, then all is forgiven, right? Yeah. But they didn't. They kept hammering it home, which makes no sense. Uh, yeah. I, it's, it was absurd. And it wasn't the right level of absurd where it was like there was like there was a, a clear straight man. Like I felt like everybody was trying to be like a little jokey. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will say I did chuckle. When they were like, lock the doors, and the waitress was like, okay. Yeah. Like, just because it was such a crazy thing. But then they, I think I would have loved for them to be like, you know, to not eat, not necessarily explain it, but just to kind of expound on that. Like, mm-hmm. have it be something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I thought, <clears throat> excuse me. I thought I would give it a D. 
I didn't a like D. This oh no no no! I'd give it a B minus. There were parts that made me laugh, even though the logic of the sketch made no sense. The there were parts that made me laugh, and I was uh, the logic made no sense, and the whole the whole part at the end when they were ramping up to that to that famous designing women quote or whatever, mm-hmm. I was just like, it doesn't flow to me. So I yeah. just I I didn't like. This was the one sketch that I felt like the. This is another sketch I felt like was kind of eh. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, all right, the next one with a digital shirt that did not have RuPaul in it called Boop It. I mean, we're here to talk about RuPaul. So, I mean, do you want to give any general thoughts on it? It was, I think it was okay. Yeah, that it was feels good. like it was like an evergreen digital shirt that they just had that they could, they're like, we'll just use it whenever we need to use it. Yeah, and, they just did in the beginning of the season. Yeah, during the break or something. Because it doesn't have a host in it, and it's like, okay, they probably had it. All right, sketch number three. Um, I'm calling it the reading at San Diego Public Library. Uh, in this sketch, they invite celebrity RuPaul to come re- to, uh, talk to children about reading, and he lands up doing like, like the well, we all know what that is—the reading challenge, um, yeah. and incorporating a lot of RuPaul drag is RuPaul's drag race isms in the whole thing. And reading, they tell him to read the book, so he starts talking shit about the books. Uh, your thoughts on this sketch, Laurie? Just the covers. I love that. I love how he just. Just the covers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought I I didn't like I didn't like the setup that I thought that it took I took a thought it took a while to get to the to get to the point of the bit. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I thought that RuPaul was super game and she was really funny. And then I I like how everybody had for some reason I just thought it was really funny that everybody had to wear glasses. Yeah. Um, while they were doing it. I I thought the mid, I thought the middle part was really funny. I laughed out loud when uh, she was doing that. What was it? The babysitters and she's like, "Girl, bye." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh-huh. Um, but then the end with that little girl, like, did that was that little girl a Make a Wish? Like, why did she get? Why did she have to say a joke? Like, it just didn't make any sense. And her joke didn't even make any sense. But I think that was the point. I wonder if that was. I, I wonder if that was something that was. They brought in the little girl. Maybe RuPaul was supposed to read the girl. Maybe it didn't play during dress, and so they changed the sketch. It felt like something was changed between dress and uh, going live. Well, and there I'm- was definitely a moment where mm-hmm. RuPaul is, like, staring at this book. Yes. And the camera is on her, but then there's, like, a – but she's, like, staring at the book, staring at the book, and then all of a sudden you just hear off camera. And so you're like, I wonder if, like – somebody was supposed to say something or do something and just didn't happen or it just seemed like there was like a miscommunication or something happened well no you're 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 yeah. speaking to what i'm saying is what i think is i think something changed between dress and live okay and the director wasn't ready so the director's on okay. rue to say whatever she's supposed to say and and rue knows that they were they changed it you know yeah. So, because um, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, why would they pay this girl just to come and say that stupid line? Just pay one of the other, pay one of the cast members just to be a little girl. I mean, there was no reason to have that little girl there. Yeah, yeah. The live because the little girl goes is a library, more like a strawberry, and then like lowers her glasses, and everybody's like, "Oh, so funny!" And it's like, no, it really wasn't. I mean, honestly, it didn't even make any sense. If I was that girl's do- mother, I'd be like, "Honey, are you having a stroke?" You're not making sense right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet you Rue was supposed to read her for making that horrible joke, and they changed it. uh, That's my guess. I 
but I, I liked, I thought I was, I, I'll give this one an A minus. I like the middle part, but the beginning and the, and the end were a little rough. I give it a B plus. Okay. All right. Uh, next was Justin Bieber. Now, Lori, I'm going to let you, let, let's just, since but Bieber also does a, a, a number at the end, but why don't we do all our Bieber stuff here? Go ahead. Tell me about Justin Bieber. Oh, I loved it. I will say the only thing that was upsetting about this, this first one was that, mm-hmm. so it was a, uh, they were in a box or, yeah, or an open box was, and yeah. it was green. It was green. And then he was wearing green pants the whole time. I'm thinking they're going to do something with a green screen mm-hmm. and they do nothing. And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, that was disappointing. Well, no, they were doing stuff with shadows. Oh, that was it? Mm-hmm. Oh. When you watch it again, they were playing with the shadows, and the shadows would do things. What were the shadows? They were just showing them dancing. That yeah, yeah, it. but sometimes the way they moved the light, sometimes you wouldn't really see much of a shadow, and then when they wanted to for effect, they would move the light so they had these giant shadows. Oh, yeah. wow, that was a little lame. Mm-hmm. But I love, I love, I love those two songs. So mm-hmm. we'll just, yeah. And the second one, I liked, I liked it. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. The music video, if you guys want to check that out, the music video is really sweet too. Um, uh, Justin Bieber's music, but yeah, it's. It, I love both of the y- Yummy and Intentions. Both those songs are. Fun. I like Intentions. Don't like Yummy. Oh, I love it. All right, very. Cool. Um, yeah, that's it. What grade do you give Bieber? Uh, a P for where he can put it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, next was the news segment. Um, I mean, RuPaul's not in, so I'm not going to say much, but man, those desk bits were awful. Both of them. Oh, really? I like it. I like it. Oh, really? It. Yeah. I didn't like the Oscar one, and I didn't like the one from the woman. It went too, the one with the woman who shot at the window went way too long. Oh, her? I love her. She has one that's really funny that wasn't this one, <laughs> which is, I guess, telling. But it was that one went a little long. Yeah, I'll say I'll give you that. But there was another one where she talks about how she's like, I didn't uh, – um, I didn't start working at McDonald's just for the hell of it. I started going to McDonald's because I, I uh, did some shit at Wendy's or something. <laughs> really but what's funny. the? I didn't get the point of the character because the character was talking in a funny voice, but wasn't saying anything particularly crazy. I mean, there was a little crazy moments here and there, but it wasn't. They were actually sane points, salient points, just said in a funny way. Well, that's the point is that she's this she's like a crack addict who's like a homeless woman who sleeps outside Michael Che's apartment. Mm-hmm. And so but she has like salient points, but it's funneled through this like crack addict mentality. Oh, all right. Interesting. So. All right. Next, we have there's only two more sketches. The next one is called Thirsty Cops. It's RuPaul. And who's the other woman? Um, I, I don't know. I think her name is like Ego. Yodim or something like that, okay. but she—I really like her. Yeah, uh, the sketch—the sketch to me was again about halfway too long. We got it in thirty seconds, and it kept going and going and going. It's a uh, Pete—they pull Pete Davidson over, and they just talk about how hot he is and what he can do to them. Your thoughts on this sketch, Lori? I didn't like it. The only thing I liked about this sketch—I okay. First off, I will say this: I did not think I thought RuPaul did a good job. I didn't think she did a bad job. I like this sketch because, again, like you were saying, they tell you what the bit is up front, and then they spend seven minutes doing the same joke over and over again. The only thing I liked about this was watching Kate McKinnon being forced to say that she finds 
Pete Davidson physically attractive. Uh-huh. That was the only thing you could tell that in her bones she didn't want to say it. Yeah. So that was it. That's all I cared about. But yeah, I I thought that the sketch was, it was just tiring. It was dumb. Great. And then also Pete Davidson's like, I like Pete Davidson. I think he's a funny guy. But it's just like, he was laughing his ass off at stuff that I was like, there's nothing funny about what's happening right now, dude. Mm -hmm. So. Great. Oh, great. D. C minus. Uh, All right. Finally, uh, sketch number five called Old New York. Wait, what is it called? Old New York show with Madge and Dickie. Now, is this a recurring sketch show? The sketch? I don't think so. But, I mean, I haven't seen it. I've been watching YouTube clips, so I haven't seen it on YouTube clips. So I don't think so. Uh, Your thoughts on this sketch? It was a slow burn. I did not like this up front, but then towards the end, I liked it a lot. I never liked it. Really? I like, I, what's funny is I liked RuPaul's character, and I thought RuPaul was good in it. I thought this was the best one for RuPaul. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I thought RuPaul was really good. I thought, but I, I couldn't with Madge and Dickie. I thought the show, the, the sketch itself, I thought, did not think it was very good. But I actually strangely liked RuPaul's character in the sketch. Like, I feel they thought of this character for RuPaul and then tried to build a sketch around it, and it yeah. just didn't work. Well, I think that I think I think that's true. I think also they were trying to do something with, um, like, old, like uh, Kate McKinnon and A.D. Brent love like old Hollywood stuff. Uh-huh. So I think they were trying to do something with that. There was something going on with Kate McKinnon's voice that I couldn't understand what she was talking, what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that like they they stuck to the characters enough to where I actually started liking it. Like when they did the fake phone call, mm-hmm. and Kate McKinnon just says. We're at, anyways, we're gonna blow, we're gonna shoot up the the everybody in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how they do the fake phone call. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought, I like that. I thought that was really funny. Uh, yeah, great for this sketch. Um, I would say a B plus. Oh my gosh, D. Really? Mm-hmm, I hated this sketch. Yeah, I'm only only giving it a B plus because it was a slow burn. You know what's but, so funny is I think I gave something a B plus that you gave a D. I think we're actually gonna if we if we average up the grades, we gave you the exact same grade. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh. Anyway, so Lauren, let's just to to wrap up here to put a little button on this. Uh, we you know, we've said this already, but uh, any final thoughts on this show? Uh sorry. Um. I thought I hope he comes back mm-hmm. because I think that this was a good introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that I think that there's potential for him to be either if he comes back, I think we could see potential for him to be either a really great host or mm-hmm. sort of just a, a mediocre host. Okay. And I think that'll be decided in the second comeback. But if he never comes back, I think mm-hmm. this was a good outing for him. I think he did well. I think he, you know, he didn't, I mean, he messed up lines some occasionally, but I think that it comes with the territory. I don't think you can blame him for that. And I mm-hmm. think that he was his joke delivery was good. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I didn't, I didn't honestly going in. I thought that he was going to do well, and and I think he did. He you know rose to that level. So you know, it's one of these things where like you know, I had very low expectations. I I've told people all week. I think it's going to be a train wreck. I think it'll be horrible. RuPaul's not funny. 
And RuPaul pleasantly surprised me. She held her own. She should be very, very proud of herself. I think RuPaul should be very, very proud. I think just to be competent, which I think RuPaul was, and put out a competent episode of Saturday Night Live is tough. And yeah, I think uh, RuPaul did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's call it a day there. Laurie, thank you so much for doing this. I know this is the third time we had to do it, because, or fourth time we had to do it, because I kept having tantrums. What do you have to say about the tantrums, Laurie? What grade do you give the tantrums? Uh, I mean, it was a it was a level it was a, a record level tantrum. First off, again, nobody was attacking you, so that was that. And secondly, um, yeah, it I was, bet that uh, changed once was, I stopped the stream. What? I bet that changed once I stopped the stream. Well, people were wondering why you were upset. That's all. Yeah. So, all right, and they were humble us if they was too late to apologize. So, and then, you know, so it was like being in an abusive relationship where you didn't do anything wrong and yet you want to, you're sorry. So, Look, here's the deal. We'll, we'll talk about this off the air. All right, guys. Well, um, we will talk to you later. And uh, Lori, thank you so much for doing this. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love yourself? That's how she ended the show. <laughs> anyway. All right. Bye.